old dance halls and them little cafes Where you can get a taste of the Lone Star State Strap on your boots and have yourself a laugh or two Well, there's no line dancing, just straight romance And that hill country love, well, it's what I fancy Where streams run clear and Lord, the skies, they are so blue What's up, everybody? It's the middle of the day in the middle of the week with Josh Fuller. You're on KTXF The Real. Hey, everybody. This is Josh Fuller. It is the middle of the day in the middle of the week. You're listening to KTXF The Real, and it is time for uh, a fun show because I actually have a guest this time. So if you want to talk to us while we're doing our show, please text 832-910-7300. Five nine. That's eight three two nine one zero seven three five nine. If you want to hear or you want to be a part of the show, then text us. We've got our we've got our apps open here. You can also find us on Facebook at KTXF The Real. You can go to Josh Fuller's Facebook. And my guest tonight is a friend of mine named Susan Giacona. Right? Let's see this, the K sound. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Susan Giacona. Say hello to everybody, Susan. Hey, everybody. Sounds good. Sounds good. So. Uh, so welcome to my little makeshift studio here. And, uh, <laughs> uh, it's beautiful. It's comfy. I'm sitting on a couch with history. And yes, a very <laughs> important couch 
For those of you who didn't know, she's sitting on the couch that came from the green room at Dosi Do's Music Cafe. Um, they gave it to me, so that, how, that that couch has held a lot of history. I'm feeling the good energy actually yeah, coming right up through the seat here. Oh, yes, I, I am. Put, I put seat good. warmers in it. That's mm-hmm. why <laughs> you mm-hmm. can feel the seat warmers. <laughs> so, uh, so Susan is a songwriter, and she's also an amazing singer. And the last time we talked, we we did this off air, but we got to do it for the show now. So the last time that me and you met, we were at a black walnut here in the woodlands, and you were picking my brain about just the music songwriting business and the music business and all that other stuff. And I, I obviously, I, I said what I knew, but I don't know much. Nobody really knows everything. And then the next thing I know, I'm watching your Facebook go crazy with all this amazing, cool, fun stuff and adventures that you're doing songwriting. Thank so you, Josh. let's delve into some of the things you've been doing over the was that a year or is that oh, been two <laughs> no, years? it's been, a, it's been two years, two years Since ago. We met. I went full yeah. time uh, into uh, my songwriting, and I've always been uh, singing, but um, I really started hitting it hard, uh, like starting early in the morning and ending it uh, uh, into the evening for songwriting every single day. Like a real job. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then now it's uh, it's how I make my living. Awesome. Well... I've been quite jealous of a lot of the things you've posted. Oh, that is and so I, I sweet, I say that in a, in a friendly, I know friendly banter kind of way, not a, uh, not a that you didn't deserve it way. So uh, let's, hmm, there's a lot of things to talk about. So let's say, so two years ago, you, you really went into it full time. You were putting everything you had into it. You wake up, it's the first thing you did. You go to bed, it's the last thing you did. So you made a few trips to, to Nashville. You've met some songwriters. You've been doing some co-writing. And all that stuff. Let's, That's right. Um, I think when we were talking at, at Black Walnut that day, you were getting some advice from some really powerful songwriters on some stuff that you had already written. Exactly. And I think you ended up writing with some of them. I did. So let's hear about some of that and some names and drop some names. I'll pick them. Oh, I'll sweep drop, them up. You okay. drop all the names you want and I'll sweep <laughs> them up when you leave. All right. Uh, let's see. Well, initially... Uh, I had gone to a songwriters conference with uh, 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 the the Songtown group, which is uh, managed by uh, Marty Dodson, uh, Marty Dodson and Clay Mills. Clay has written uh, a lot of songs for Darius Rucker and Faith Hill, and uh, just a lot of cuts. Marty Dodson, uh, awesome. lots of lots of cuts. Uh, let's see, uh, Kenny Chesney, Everybody Wants to Go to Heaven. Mm. Oh, my gosh, the list is so long. That's awesome. Uh, I, I, really, seriously, the list is huge, and I'm just so honored to to have written uh, with those guys and hopefully to uh, to write with them again in the future. But um, so went to a songwriters conference, and uh, somebody out there that was one of the speakers uh, heard something that I'd written, and she loved it, and her name was uh, Shelly Pikin. And Shelley uh, uh, was a Grammy nominee with uh, the song. I I can say, uh, uh, well, the song was called "Bitch." And yeah, so I can say you that say on your show, right? It's, it's internet radio. We can <laughs> okay. say whatever the hell we oh, want. Oh, okay. It's all right, good. all right. All right, sorry. We're trying to keep it PG-13. PG-13. Okay. I think, well, I, I've heard a lot of 13-year-olds say bitch. Well, I, so I I, right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But when I have a microphone in front of my mouth, I always want to, you know, make sure uh, who's who's listening. But um, so, yeah, so Shelly heard uh, a song that I'd written, and uh, she asked me if she could do a co-write on it. 
And uh, that was obviously, uh, uh, that stoked the fire right there to think is that. Is that the song I'm thinking of? I'm a lover, I'm a child. Is it the same N- one? Oh, for Shelly. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. yeah, that, that's Shelly Pikin. And, wow. and, uh, Sorry, so, yeah. I didn't mean to digress. Oh, that's that okay. That's okay. Actually, going, man, how many songs do I know that right, called that? And that right. had to be it. So then Shelly actually just, uh, she's got a, a, a Grammy uh, nomination right now for her, uh, her spoken word of her, of her book. Uh, yeah, so um, so so it was a song called uh, "Make Mama Love You Again." Okay, and uh, so we're we've got we've got plans for it, but um, and then Marty ended up being on a write on that, and then just started writing with several other people. Uh, have a, a few songs with Clay that some other artists are uh, are cutting, right. and um, then uh, then I got asked to work on a movie, and then Marty ended up uh working with me on a song for that movie which is coming out soon it's called silent warrior and the producer of that movie heard the song uh that i'd actually written for um for this nonprofit group called kindness matters uh it's going to be a movie about uh uh, teens and preteens that end up taking their own lives there's doing several things you're doing with music that are charity driven or good cause driven uh, well, I'm on the board of directors for Wheelchairs for Warriors as oh, well, cool. and so uh, really excited about that group. Uh, Crystal Laramore with uh, Laramore Media Group heads up uh, that group. Uh, we've got um, uh, Sheriff of Montgomery on our board, so we're oh, always protected. There you go. Uh, there you go. Uh, Heidi Hansing, who's also uh, ex uh, uh, Air Force, uh, is on is in our group. So we've got a really good board of directors, but. Yeah, so I've got some thing, a lot of things that are important to me mm-hmm. uh, that are definitely close to my heart that I like doing projects for. And, and if you're going to uh, get out there and do what you love and doing it for groups that, that you love where you can also make a living as well, that's a wonderful thing. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so, so, so what I was telling you about uh, the Silent Warrior movie, that's about to come out. Okay. And so the producer ended up hearing a song that I'd written for the Kindness Matters group who goes out and talks to... to um, uh, high school and junior high groups about uh, extreme bullying and uh, what that can do to uh, to another kid. And the movie's going to be incredible. Uh, Dan Lennox is the producer. And uh, so the song that I wrote with, with Marty, that's that's being used in the movie. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and then so now I'm working on, I've got my uh, fifth movie in the works. Wow. Um, do they give you some uh, acting roles too, or is it? Actually, there's a, a, a Western called Destiny, that I'm going to be playing a saloon girl who has... Do they need an old fat guy? Because I can totally feel right in on you that. You are neither <laughs> old nor fat. So, uh, but yeah, I'll see what I can... I'll, you know, I'll have my people call I've your people. i always wanted to act. And see what we can do. Yeah. Well, so I'm, I've just got a few lines, but mainly I'm going to be a singing saloon girl. In All that right. Yeah. Oh, thanks. That's yep. really cool. Yep. And then writing the, the opening and closing songs. For Y'all me. can't see her, but she definitely should be on TV. She's a very, very beautiful lady. Oh, thank you, Josh. But and she sings that. very well, which y'all will find out throughout the course of the day. We'll play a couple of her songs. And um, I, you're talking about being able to use music to help things and people and re- causes that you love. And a lot of times you hear the word thrown or the phrase thrown around a lot. Music is a gift or the fact that you're a musician is a gift or you sing. It's a gift. There's been many times when I've been down on myself where I didn't want to do music anymore. And people are like, oh, you can't not do music. It's a gift. God wouldn't have given you the gift if he didn't want you to use it. And the whole point of that is that it is a gift, but a gift isn't a gift unless it's given. And so I've always thought that there's an obligation. 
I don't know if it's an obligation. I don't think it's an obligation for the industry, but I think for me it's a personal obligation that when my music can help and it can be given as a gift, then that's when it's truly being used as a gift. Exactly. And if you keep it to yourself, it's not a gift at all. Exactly. And so it's really cool when people... That was very that deep, same. by the way, Josh. Thank you, thank that you. was I, really. I can go deep. That sometimes. was that was really <laughs> deep. I, I I had to I had to kind of stop my whole inner inner self talk there for just a second <laughs> and listen dialogue. really close. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> that. But you're exactly right. Left in all seriousness, right shut up and listen. Yeah. In all seriousness, you're you're exactly right. That yeah. is that is true. And I think that as yeah, I think more people should do that. And I, I think a lot of people do. I do, but and I just think that it's. Yeah, whatever. I said it. I'll just repeat myself if I say it again. But it's, it is a gift, and, and it's only a gift if it's given. So uh, so that's really cool. And we've got, we'll talk specifically about some stuff that you've got going on as well. Um, give out your website before I forget to ask you. Oh, thank I you. I told you I'd forget. I appreciate that. So the website is just www.susangiacona.com. It's actually uh, in, in the works right now. There's not that much on it. There's a bio. There's one song. Um there and uh my new web guy i'm super excited about because he's a i need one he's a uh he's a guy who he's basically he's a genius so having a web guy that's a genius is really good because that way you don't have to learn Mm -hmm. all of that yourself because that's what i was trying to do and uh in the music business you got to be there's uh obviously the writing Mm -hmm. there's uh the singing obviously if you're a performer there's uh, the marketing. The booking. There's the booking. There's the legal part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of hats you have well, to wear. And there's, and there's the accountant. The accounting, <laughs> yep. The, the You're the buyer and the buyer beware guy. Like, you ha- you go out and you're like, oh, I really need that. But then, mm-hmm. you know, when payday comes or when bills come due, you're like, man, did I really need that? Exactly. <laughs> you know? And then if you're, if you're a songwriter, you basically, it's basically like having a... Uh, a product mm-hmm. that has gazillions of possible distribution methods. It does. It has a gazillion <laughs> possible. Demi- yes, it has. And you that. have to find the right one. But then music also, in its weird own way, because <clears throat> I've had a lot of friends that are business owners, and they all want to approach the music business. It's like it's just a business, dude. You just ha- your widget's just different than my widget. Here's the difference. How, when was the last time you actually opened up the door and bought? something from a guy that walked up to your door random out of the blue, a solicitor, and just said, hey, do you want to buy this? And music is a lot like that. You're creating something that, one, has never been created before. Two, you don't have your own store. You don't have your brick-and-mortar place where people come to that store every day looking for a new product. From right. You. Eventually, as you get a huge name, that changes, obviously. But as the independent songwriter or the independent artist in general, you're, knock, you're, you're doing basically door-knocking. Except usually you don't wake up in time and everybody's at work when you're knocking on the doors. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 really hard to sell a product that one hasn't been invented, like I said, and two doesn't have its own home. It doesn't have a place people are going to look for it. And a lot of people like to discover new music, but usually they're discovering it from a friend or somebody else that tells them it's exactly. cool already. Not many people just go willy nilly kamikaze style and pick a song on iTunes, buy it, and just hope that it works out for the right, best. Right, right. Most people are doing it because they heard it somewhere passively or whatever. So. It's not the same selling of a widget. It's not the business. same it's at very all. Multifaceted, for exactly. Sure. And I have a corporate background. I used to be uh, a marketing communications manager for a um, a huge corporation, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a marketing person for another big company before that. 
so I completely see the difference and there's no, right. there's no, no, <laughs> no. The only similarity that I can possibly say is that, uh, 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 having a good product and being uh, good to people and being honest, those are, those are definitely going to come into play again. If you want longevity, especially. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because yes. there's there's definitely flash in the pans that people all of a sudden realize either either they got swept up in the moment and the music's not really that good after all, or they're assholes and so they don't want to deal with them anymore. And those people can they can make it pretty far. You can be you can be a jerk and make it pretty far, but eventually. You either get humbled and you figure out, oh, I gotta, I gotta start being nicer to people if I want to keep going, um, or you just you disappear like the rest of them, and or 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 you're only you're just underground. And there's a there's a scene for that. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that love jerks. You know, they want <laughs> they want to go out and support a jerk. Uh, I'm not one. I wish I was, maybe a little bit, just a little bit, because you know I'm that guy that's like, oh yeah, after you, after you, after you, and then the door shuts, and I go, yeah. But you know well. what? You know what? There's always a reason for it. True. So that just probably meant that that particular door wasn't, wasn't your door. It was just the door I was supposed to hold open. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. You You're, you you were you were supposed to be at the better door. Better. I'm glad or the, you said, or the door. I'm glad that you said better door, not back door. No. I was, yeah, the back door. That was, that's yeah. a whole different. That's <laughs> I was a whole different not story. Not even thinking that in the least. <laughs> well, I, now you will, and yeah. so the conversation is just taking a turn for the worse. And I'm sorry, folks, but that's just the way my brain works. <laughs> no, I just, I just think that everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but those, the that is the the similarity with any other business is mm-hmm. getting out there and and meeting people, being good to people, uh, and again having a, a good product. And marketing is insanely important and huge marketing more is than huge ever. more yes. than ever and yes talking about so many places to distribute your music mm-hmm. that's one part of it but there's so many places that you have to distribute your marketing and so not everybody's on every social media platform well i am now but only because I, I was yeah. pushed kicking and <laughs> screaming i have a new manager her name is uh holly uh holly hutchison uh weinman and i don't want to forget her uh incredible uh husband's last name there <laughs> um so yeah holly Why, hutchison man? yeah sorry that's uh, not, i won't never forget it either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second <laughs> okay so uh yeah, uh, Holly. Um, Holly's incredible. Holly was with Capitol Records for thirty years, nice. and now I'm just so excited to have her on my team. And uh, she also manages uh, the multi-platinum, uh, multi-Grammy-winning group. Hold so on, I, hold uh, on, wait. Uh, Anticipation. I know you're not going to believe the name of this band. I know, I know. This is such. I mean, it's 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 making my mouth water. Go okay, ahead. Okay, stop it because yeah, saliva. And they are just name. an incredible group of guys, and um, just real sweethearts. And uh, again, they're they're heavy metal. So, uh, and she also manages Rachel Lipsky. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel uh, as a uh, uh, country rock uh, performer. Rachel actually lives in Nashville. So, Holly uh, has got me on all the social media now. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on uh, Instagram. Twitter and of course Facebook, personal yep. Facebook and music page Facebook. Yep. Which, by the way, my music page on Facebook is Susan Giacona Music. Uh, if you care to to go there and give me a follow, there is some exciting, some more exciting stuff um, coming on uh, down the. You're a hustler, baby. Like, there's always something coming down the pipe. That's great. There, That's good. There, it's 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 pretty busy in my world, but uh, but yeah, um, on the whole social media thing, just. 
It's it. You can actually get so, so sucked up into that that you just find yourself just spending hours there Mm -hmm. in a day. So you have to be careful of that. And that's the, so not to bring it back to me, but it's, this is Josh Fuller on his own show. I know. (laughs) Enough about, enough about me, Josh. Let's talk about you. No, no, no. (laughs) So. When I uh, when I, I couldn't re- reach you, I was gonna punch I you. you. you I, can't. I was trying. She don't have yeah. the reach. Um, <laughs> I, when I released my second album two years ago, I had to get really involved in all that as hardcore as I possibly could because I wanted good results. I had I had some people that kind of helped me financially. I wanted them to see that I was making a, a, a effort to use their money in in the best way I could, and so I did that. I had the publicist and I had the the distribution label and. I did not have a manager. I've never had a manager, but not by choice. Just, uh, you know, they didn't want me, but that's okay. But the, um, I, you work so hard on trying to promote it on social media, on all the little outlets, because then there's all this other little stuff. Like, you can, the artist can be engaged with their fans through iTunes now. Right. You can be engaged through Spotify. Yes. Um, every little thing that eventually you don't have time to write another song. Exactly. You don't have time to book a show. And then you look up, and it happened to me. You look up, and you haven't booked any shows for the next month. Why? Your social media presence is awesome, though. You know, right. and you're getting your <laughs> charts back, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is great. And then you look at your calendar and go, oh, crap, I'm not going to make any money next month. Right. <laughs> and so it's... It's definitely a balance. It's a balance. It and I think a, you need a team. I think it is a juggling really, act. really need a team. Yes. The, the people that I've seen that are friends of mine that have kind of elevated to another level um nobody's truly an independent artist no that makes it i mean if you make it to any level of success where you're making some money and you're you're doing doing the thing you're never truly independent you may not be on a major record label but you're you've got at least a manager that's helping you with some stuff and and you definitely probably have a booking agent that's getting you into all the really cool venues and um but the, the getting all those Little details. Like, I can be good at one thing for about a week, and then I move on, and I'm good at something else the next week. But that other thing that I was really good at a week ago, I just totally forget to do because I I don't know if it's just the way my brain works and I get bored with it. Well, you're just, you're multi talented, so you're just moving on to the next thing. And I just want to be, I've always just wanted to be the performer guy. Like, you you handle it, even, but there's nobody there. You know, it's just, (laughs) you handle this and you handle that. I'm a great delegator, but I don't have anybody to delegate to. And um, but it would be great to just be able to. I mean, and I don't think anybody really ever gets to the point where they just show up and be the performer. I think right. that still, they still have to. There's so much they have to do, and the bigger you get, the more you have to do, the more things you have to cover. Right. You might make more money at the show, but the more people you have to pay, you know. So. Well, it was funny because uh, Holly uh, came. Holly and I. Uh, uh, Holly became my manager only about two months ago. Mm-hmm. So I had all these other projects in the queue. So I can't even tell you how many hours we had to spend just getting her caught up on um, on everything that was going on. Who was who? Who was doing this? Who was already involved? Uh, uh, you know, and then she had to read over contracts that were already in place. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot just to get. I don't pity the job of a manager. I don't. Uh, well, and some days there's... It's wait, I don't pity? It, I don't envy. Envy. It's okay. I pity. A- you pity I totally you pity. Envy. What's yeah. her name again? Holly. Holly, I totally pity your position. Yeah. I mean, but I <laughs> well. don't envy it. I could never... I, I, I know I can't do that. That's too much attention to detail. 
it is a lot. And well, and and uh, you know, as as long as she was with Capitol Records, she she's great at looking at a contract and just immediately, you know, mm-hmm. being able to to decipher right. some things that were in legalese that, right. that you didn't necessarily yeah, understand. We're not gonna say no green M and M's, but the yellow ones got to go. Right. Yeah. No yellow Starburst either. Right. Oh Ugh. no, no, no. I hate yellow Starburst. You know, I really like. Uh, I'm all about the pink. Mm-hmm. I really like I think the pink. Pink's the best flavor. Yeah. Ch- the red is too sweet for me. Got a strong kick at the beginning, yeah. But uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But yellow, what the? That's just like it's just wax with maybe a little flavor. Yeah, I don't I don't I'm with you on that. Yeah. So the M and M's don't. Hall- <laughs> can you believe Halloween was already a month ago? A whole month ago was Halloween. I can't believe it's where. Where is time going? Josh, I have three kids, mm-hmm. so once Halloween gets here, it is just. It's it's organized chaos in my <laughs> world and my head actually yeah, right yeah. now because there's just all different things going on at once. I know you have children, yep, I got but two. yeah, and but let's face it, the women make the holidays incredible. I'm not they saying do, that men no. don't do things. I'm not hey, saying we like and I the love holidays, my husband. But we don't make them incredible. Well, no, and, you're right. And so as far as all the decorating, and I've got my family spoiled because mm-hmm. I. I really, I mean, I love to do it and I go all out, but I'm, I'm so, I'm so, um, I'm so short on time right now because I'm so busy Mm -hmm. that my tree is up and ordinarily, uh, everything would be done. My staircase would be done. My fire, my uh, fireplace with the stock, the stockings would be hung, but the the stockings are not hung yet. Oh, and and then to add to it, we have an elf at my house who must move every night because if the elf doesn't move and bring a tiny treat, uh, the next morning, then there are tears. And what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? I was good today. That I elf. took a bath without without fighting about it. I didn't even fuss about taking a bath. Why didn't he move? Look, yeah. th- those are conversations that happen in my house He's, if the elf that doesn't elf move. That elf is the bane of my existence. So uh, the <laughs> I don't know who's going to let their kids listen to this. Uh, hopefully not me since we already cussed twice. But the, uh, Yours was worse than mine. Your cuss word was worse than mine. Was it? Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. If we're going to go on, on like oh, a yeah. who cussed the worst type thing. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, I don't think we're keeping score right yeah, now. Yeah, I was. We're trying to attract other guests, too. Then we want them to know they can come in and say bad words. <laughs> okay. But they don't have to. No, we try to. We will try to keep it as PG-13 as possible. But sometimes I just it's just the right word for the right emotion. But Yeah, or you could uh, do like a little card, like give somebody like a, like yeah. a little scorecard where... They could actually come in with points, and Mm -hmm. then, like, the more you cuss, you lose your points at the end. Or just a swear jar. That'd be good, too. And then you leave here basically with a tip. Yeah. Basically, I'm getting tipped to have them as my guests. You know what? I love this idea. That's a great idea. I'm there. And I can definitely goad people into cussing. That's not Mm -hmm. a hard thing to do. Well, you've almost Mm -hmm. made me want to cuss several times (laughs) just in the... Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I love you. uh, Okay. (laughs) So this stinking elf... I'm a rule follower. I'm a stickler for rules. And maybe I've just misread the book. But when you get the elf, or when he comes to visit, mm-hmm. he comes with a book. And you read the book with your children. And I, sw- I, to my memory, this thing is supposed to be a good role model. Yes. He goes every night. He reports back to Santa Claus. Exactly. About what your kids did or did not do that Exactly. Day, or if they have some wishes or some whatever. And then he comes back and he hides because he's a little mischievous, little mischievous, and he hides, and then you repeat the process. But he's supposed to be a good role model. Right. So my very, f- the very f- first thing that drives me nuts about it 
is that the popularity of this thing is him do, everybody posting pictures of all the mischievous stuff he's getting into and all the messes he makes and all the I'm hoping that they're not actually doing that for their children. I'm hoping that that's just for social media funny know. humor value. Maybe, maybe. And now some yeah. of them are a little overboard. Yes. Some of them are some of some of them are only for adults to right, see. That's right, right, right. Speaking of rating level, yes, yeah. actually. <laughs> It's yeah, <laughs> we we've only had him do just a few things, and this year he hasn't done anything crazy. Last year he took uh, everybody's um, stockings down and uh, hung up their underwear instead. So well, now yeah, that's kind of funny. Hold yeah, on. I, I'm I feel like I'm about to sneeze. I'm trying to decide if I want to hit a mute button. I don't have one of them fancy cough buttons like the people in regular <laughs> studio does. But so that uh, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. It's, no, that's not too bad. That's kind of funny, but. But no, you're right. He will not be doing anything that naughty. that not naughty. Naughty. He will not be naughty. Do not be naughty. No. So the other thing that was that was driving me crazy is now my father-in-law is uh, probably going to listen to this show. <laughs> I should have used a random person, but I didn't. Too late now. So <laughs> so he's doing this elf, and a week before Christmas, I mean a week before Thanksgiving, he's texting pictures to my kids about his elf. And I'm like, wait a minute. He's supposed to come on Thanksgiving. You're right. messing up the whole thing. If right. We, if we aren't united in this effort. Exactly. Then our cover's going to be You blown. know, maybe he didn't know. Did he not know? Well, he, he's a man. Or Papa got excited. Papa or, didn't read instructions. Yeah. He probably didn't read the book. I mean, is Papa maybe. That's Papa's. You know, you know no. 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 Yeah. Well, no. sometimes. But okay. But he just got, he got excited about his elf. he just got excited. He, he's yeah. involved. Like, he yeah. just. But. But we have to be united in this front. We, You're right. We're going to blow our cover, and then we're going to have a bunch of naughty kids. And You're so right. the whole point is this is another way to regulate our children's <laughs> behavior yeah. during the craziest time of the year, which is right. my favorite time of the year. I love the weather. I love the chill in the air. I don't. Everything feels different. It feels better. And I know everybody hates the sun going down early, but for some reason it just dark at 630 kind of feels cool. In late and early at the same time. I don't yeah. know. It's cool. You can go out with your family, though. You do all this other stuff. You come home. The kids are exhausted, and you're tired, and everybody just wants to go to bed. And it's right. Like but your Christmas tree looks awesome, yep. and your Christmas lights outside look awesome it's because it got dark at 430, right. you know? Yeah. Right. It's a beautiful time. Yeah. Beautiful thing. <laughs> I, I I do like this time of year, and I, I didn't realize it. I don't even think I really committed to liking this time of year until this year. Because I was just, springtime hit me. I was like, man, because we actually had a little bit of a spring this year, I think, if my memory serves right. And I was like, man, this, is, this feels really nice. Yeah. And then summer was just kind of summer. But then fall hit, and I'm going, you know what? I like the tween seasons. If it's spring or summer, I'm in. I mean, spring or fall, I'm in. But the middle of winter, bleh. Middle of summer, definitely no way. You know, not here in Texas. Yeah, you'd have a hard time in Seattle, I think. Where it rained all the time? Uh-huh. Mm, yeah. I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like it. There's, uh, no, I need sunshine. I like rain, too. Sunshine and rain. Sing it. <laughs> Do it, Josh. John! There you go. <laughs> Give it to me. Uh, I think we should take a break because we've been talking for a long time. Okay. And uh, we will play a few of my favorite old Texas tunes. And then when we come back, we're going to play a little bit of one of Susan's songs. And then we'll talk about whatever's on our minds. So we will see y'all in just a little bit.
looking for courage at the bottom of a whiskey. I'm gonna need it when the heartache hits me. Cause there was no change in your mind. And now I'm here alone tonight. And my friends say that I'll be okay. And living without you ain't no big thing anyway. They say it's all for the best, but I've got a feeling I ain't feeling it yet. Will I be when your goodbye catches up to me? Will I be reaching across the bed where you used to sleep? Where will I be when you cross my mind like you ain't done about a thousand times? When it knocks me to my knees, holding the broken pieces of me. That I'll be alright And I just gotta get on with my life This breaking up thing ain't the worst part What's coming next is gonna hit me hard Where will I be When your goodbye catches up to me Will I be reaching across the bed Where you used to sleep Where will I be when you cross my mind Like you ain't done about a thousand times When it knocks me to my knees Holding the broken pieces of me Where will I be When your goodbye catches up to me Will I be hearing your name in a crowded room Will I be watching the game like we used to do Will I be telling mama Set one less chair for Sunday lunch Cause you won't be there Where will I be When your goodbye catches up to me Will I be reaching across the bed Where you used to sleep Where will I be when you cross my mind Like you ain't done about a thousand times when it knocks me to my knees Holding the broken pieces of me Where will I be When your goodbye catches up to me When I see that every day's the same But everything's changed Where will I be So Where Will it. I Be is yep. the song we just came back from break on. Yep. And uh, I will let you introduce it properly now. Okay. Uh, so, yes, so I, I co-wrote that song uh, with uh, Chris Ising, and Chris is in Canada. And uh, we've got several other projects in the works as well. And then another co-writer on that uh, is Marla Rubenstein. And uh, Darren Morris Band cut it. And Darren is an incredible uh, uh, musician, a Texas uh, musician. He's from Gilmer. And uh, Texas Country Music Association gave us single of the year for that. And that was just a couple of months ago, so we're still riding high on that. So is Texas Country Music Association, is it voted on by industry people, or is it voted on by fan uh, votes, or is it a little bit of a mixture of both? Uh, Let's see. Well, first of all, 
I didn't even realize that it was in the running. Okay. They they pulled it because they they actually entered it because uh uh they loved it okay. and it was it was playing on Texas radio. Right, right. And it's still playing on Texas radio every now and then. Awesome. But um but uh yeah, at the time it was uh, it was really getting up there on Texas radio. Okay. So, uh out of 20,000 songs, they do a top 5 and it's voted on uh by uh, uh, members of the TCMA. Okay. And uh, so then top five, all, all people in the categories show up at the show, and you have no idea if you're going to win until you get there. Was that nerve-wracking, or were you kind of like, eh, if we win, great, if not? You know, or did in you, all like, honesty. Or you're like, oh, my heart's beating so fast, it's okay, going to pop out my chest. Okay, in all honesty, uh, I, was, I was excited that out of 20,000 songs, it it was top five. Right. So just being there, plus I bought a really, really, really cute new outfit and uh-huh. some new boots that were silver and had sequins and all that. So it was so a good excuse to it was go a, shopping. Yeah, it was a good okay. reason to get a new outfit, so that's all good. Had my children looking fine, fine, right. fine in their little outfits. My whole family was there, what my are, in-laws What are their ages? Um, they are... Uh, Spread out. <laughs> Spread out. Okay, we won't go any further. And none of them are accidents. None but the baby is five, okay. and that's who we were just talking about. That he's just really into yeah. the whole elf on the shelf thing. Yes, yes. But uh, but yeah. So just being there was uh, was just really cool, and uh, enjoying that moment with uh, with Darren was Can cool. Do you remember any of the other songs in the top five? In all honesty, I don't. You know what? See, I, there you go. I, I you, don't. You had the best song of them all. I don't. So. <laughs> I don't remember the other, but I know that they were incredible. They had and to have been to be picked out of that many songs. So, yeah. so I, it, it was it was a real honor, and and I was saying that uh, Linda Wilson, the president of the TCMA, just works so hard and does so much for musicians, and so this year. I am uh, committing to to helping with the event and and really getting more involved because uh, it's a, a really lot of energy, don't it's you? a really good group. Yes, <laughs> actually, I probably maybe have a little bit too much energy for some people's you know liking. But I envy it. I envy the energy, but I just I'm like getting I hear all the things you're done. involved. Yes, and it's amazing. <laughs> I, I I I'm I. I want to be. I wish I could be that person. That's just. It's not my sleep is personal. way overrated. No, I'm kidding. Sleep. No, uh, I, sleep is very, very, very important. I'm totally kidding. Sleep you know, is really, really, really important. Many years in retail as a manager, salaried manager, and then uh, doing the music thing, I went a long time without sleeping. And I think now that I've gotten older and I've kind of some things have slowed down for me, I just. I'm like, ah, I, I'll sleep. I no, I'll let the young people with the energy do it. Well, I, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, probably uh, when I was a kid, I was probably be considered uh, a little hyper. Mm. Yeah, and I always used to get uh, the code on your report card for talking too much. Yes. it was a nine. Wow. Nine is talks too much. Okay. But then I ended up being a marketing communications manager for perfect. two big corporations mm-hmm. and writing music. So it kind of goes hand, hand in hand, hand yeah. right? You found the career that matched your personality. That's right. Important. I found a career that matched my problem. It's no, yeah. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> I didn't consider it a problem. Only I, the teachers did. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't even say that, that you were kidding on that. That has to be true, though. I mean, I have a, a lot of problems, um, and I haven't found a job <laughs> that will fix any of them yet. <laughs> But so uh, I got a nice birthday present from uh, my father-in-law. What last did night. you get, I Josh? Got, Please tell nice, me about it. A nice bottle of Maker's Forty Six, 
And so now we are sampling a little bit of this Makers 46 to uh, kind of lighten the mood. It is Wednesday. It's the middle of the day in the middle of the week. And uh, as you guys know, I try to keep the drinks deep and the conversations shallow. Ooh. Now, we've had some. Did you make that up? I did. We've had some deep that's conversation good. today. Mm. But uh, that's why we're drinking deep drinks now. I've got to make up for it. <laughs> Because uh, I'm way better at shallow conversation than deep conversation. I don't know. That little ditty that you put out earlier with the whole music is a gift and it's not yeah. a gift till you give it away and it all that. Oh, that keep, makes me want to write I, something about right? that. I keep That's that in good. my back pocket for t- when I need to oh. sound smart, when smart yeah. people are with and me. Well, you've completely got me fooled because I think you're a, just a... I'm a, a really deep person when I when I have to be. I uh, think you are. I think you're hiding. I think that's underneath what's that weird. Hat. That's what's weird about my songwriting style. So I don't have. I I'm, I'm either writing about drinking and it's just kind of like, blah, I got drunk, or if I write a ballad, it's very deep. People die. It's it, it sucks. Right. No. <laughs> I mean, it's it's good. But it, but it also sucks at the same time because of how deep it is. I can never have like just a ballad that's kind of. It's slow, but it's still not talking about something that's mm-hmm. so deep that it just makes you cry. But I think I have this personal mission to make my mom cry when I write a song. And if my mom cries, I know it's a good one. Oh, wow. And so yeah. every time I write a song, I try to make sure that it'll make my mom cry. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. It's it's kind of, why would you want to make your own mama cry? I don't okay, know. Okay, well, and then just let me throw the, as a mama, mm-hmm. okay, so just hearing your baby boy sing mm-hmm. is one thing. And uh, that that'll make you cry right there. And then hearing your baby boy sing that he made up on his own. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in the back seat of my car the other day, there was a song about macaroni and cheese going on. Yeah. And I was just, ah, oh, that is so cute. Not to say that I'm sure it's not incredible, right. but I am saying that your mama is is your mom is yeah, your mama. She's my mama. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you ever test things out on your kids? Yes, my so my oldest son's he's into pop, hip hop. Uh, he's into whatever. Uh, he likes country too. Like if I play Johnny Cash, he loves Johnny Cash or or whatever. But he uh, he's doing YouTube videos, action videos, and all that. And so most of those action videos that he watches on YouTube have like you know, right? That's all that good stuff. And so he he's a hard he. I don't know. He has a very good taste for music, but he likes a wide variety of music. So when I'm trying to write a fun, funny, upbeat song, I'll run it by him. But the slow stuff, um, they tune out. I mean, you know, you're you're trying to get to the major point, the plot twist, the the whatever, the right. payoff. Right. And by then, they're back to playing with their toys and they're done. But yeah. Uh, so I saved that one for my wife. But I heard a good quote on a podcast today, and it was saying, "Never let them, your significant other. I think they may have been talking more on the boyfriend girlfriend level, but." I think even in marriage level, it would be work too. But never let them see your notebook. In other words, never let them see your unfinished stuff. Mm -hmm. And also I heard, never let an artist tell you, never let a non-artist tell you how to do your art. And so there's a lot of things that I, like, I read stuff like that. I'm like, oh, man, I do that, though. Like, I let all kinds of people influence, like, oh, yeah, because because Oh, good. yeah, as a musician, though, because you have a never-ending, incurable inferiority complex. Yes. 
And, yes. and no, yeah, nothing's ever good enough. It's mm. never finished. You could have done it better. Right. Blah, blah, blah. I Every just had this time. conversation with Holly, my manager, yesterday. Holly and I would get along good. Oh, my Holly gosh. So, Holly, ho- yeah, Holly is, is part therapist, part manager. Yeah. And yeah, so I need to start warning her, like, which, which hat she needs to wear <laughs> whenever I call her. <laughs> there you go. So, this is sad, Susan, calling. And <laughs> right. No, no, not, not, not necessarily, not. Not not sad, just very very uh, contemplative. You know, okay. like when you got something running through your head, oh, yeah. and and you want to share the deep thoughts. You know, your with deep Jack thoughts Handy. with Jack Handy. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure, all our buttons are on. That's why I'm looking away from you. Yeah. So I don't see uh, I don't see uh, walking uh, walking away up there, which is our yeah. Texas battleship. That's uh, gonna be up there in a second. Okay. We ha- I had to take it. Actually, where did it go? Yeah, I had it up there. But we have to we have to recue it. Okay. Maybe we'll do that from coming back from a break again. Okay. Well, you've got quite so. a NASA. Looks like you're gonna yeah. launch a spaceship. Over I am. There. I am. I have it targeted right at Kim Jong Un right now. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Right over his head, but right over his head is only like three feet high. Right. So. Oh, but um, bum. Just a little joke. Wish I had a. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's get back to let's get back to your award real quick. So I I didn't mean to get us necessarily off pace with that so we've talked about darren morse was the singer i the darren uh, morse band darren uh-huh. morse band so th- are they strictly regional now or are they touring nationally uh you know they are in the process of getting things together to tour uh nationally okay. uh, i know that uh they're all over texas right now so they've really had some good things happen here in the last, uh, just about the last year, and actually. And have you gotten a chance to go see them perform your song live? Oh, listen, last year at uh, at Rodeo, Houston Rodeo, uh, if you're listening to this and you don't know about Houston Rodeo, it is just the most incredible event uh, you can ever, ever, ever go right. to. Well, I mean, the station owner, Chris, uh, wanted me to make sure that I made a point about Speaking about Texas sports, Texas music, and of course Texas barbecue. Yeah, because each one of those are equally important to a Texan. Ab- absolutely. So good job bringing in the barbecue angle, Chris. Chris will really like that. Well, listen, the Texas Ro- or Houston Rodeo is quite an event. The food and the music and everything. Okay, so uh, every night after the rodeo, there is a, a place on the rodeo grounds called the Hideout. And it's the party after the party. So if you don't feel like going home, you go to the hideout. And um, uh, it <laughs> it's, uh, ends up being just wall-to-wall people. And I think we might have actually uh, broken the fire code uh, last year. Darren played Where Will I Be? And then he played another one of mine that, that he's cut called uh, That First I Love You. Mm-hmm. I wrote that with a guy named Kevin Rowe. Okay. And um, so that was really awesome to hear several thousand people cheering for your song. I'm I, not going to lie to you. I, that was really, I really can, cool. Yeah. And watching people dance to your song and loving on each other on the dance floor to your yeah. song and all that. I love it. I love it. So I'm going to get the song wrong. Let me try to remember how it goes. Uh, man. I have to think about it more. I, I had a, a, a only because it coincides with the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo and all that. Um, but I don't want to say the wrong name of the song, or else I look like an idiot. Uh-oh. But basically, Cody Johnson got when you know he got that last minute call to go play at the rodeo. Uh-huh. And I've known Cody for years. I've known Scott Scooter Brown for years, and, and some other people, Josh Ward for years. We all kind of had our own little thing going on in Conroe way before we all had our bands. 
And uh, so people were sending video of Cody playing at, you know, obviously the biggest stage in the world, in my opinion. And they were playing, he was playing a song that Scooter Brown helped him write. And so everybody was videotaping it and sending it back in. And the whole crowd is just cheering, singing along to this song. It's a cool feeling. And you can't, like, I didn't have any part of writing that song, and I still got goosebumps. And like, holy cow, what an awesome experience. Because I've heard that song long before, I mean, 10 years ago I heard that song. Right. But it, it took, you know, it took that long. But it was still really cool. So I can only imagine hearing your own song being sung. To yeah. A really ma- I mean, yeah. obviously obviously sounds cocky i play for some big crowds i think 2600 is probably my max that crowd size that i played for and but they're not they don't know my song they're kind of just stuck there because i was the opening act and they're waiting for the big guy and they don't want to lose their spot so they're there but um i do have one song called heart on and it's a double entendre song and it's uh it's about wearing your heart on your sleeve Mm -hmm. but obviously don't sound like that and it's a callback song so you say one thing the crowd says something back they say heart on back and we were opening for Aaron Watson at Stampede Houston, and it was 2,600 people there when we when we were playing, and then it was 2,800 when he when he took the stage. Massive crowd, but he always has a massive crowd. But that song, since I get to tell the people in the instructions, they have to sing back. And right. I had this captive audience. It's like fish in a barrel. Right. And so I had 2,600 people yelling hard on at yeah. the top of their lungs. <laughs> and that is always a cool experience. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah Absolutely. You, can't argue that, and uh, I'm I'm known as the hard on guy in some circles. Well, you know, I could have a worse reputation. You know, you know? have you have you sang that one for your mom? Uh, yeah, she's heard it. Okay. I didn't sing it for her. Okay, but she's heard oh. it. <laughs> oh, bam! <laughs> she's heard it. She's heard it. So yeah, my mom said that uh, today's my birthday. For folks who don't know, but that's mom, right. Happy birthday, thank, Josh. Thank you very much. So my mom sent me a text this morning and said, "Happy birthday, love you bunches. You're 21 plus shipping and handling." Yeah, I was like, I love it. I'm 21 plus shipping and handling. Actually, I don't mind um, being the age I am. I'm, I hated turning 40. Hated it. Hit me like a ton of bricks. Like I did not realize when I turned 40 that my psyche would be screwed up. But it really affected a lot of me and what I think about life and just a lot of things, my priorities and all this other stuff. I wasn't expecting that, and I wasn't expecting how much my body <laughs> hurts either. But uh, but I I made it through that year, and now I'm into my 40s, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling pretty good. I got some cool stuff going on. You yeah, know? I've got the, smarter. The, I got, the, I got the music. Yeah, I'm, well, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, everybody. Smarter. Yeah, well, of course you're smarter. I guess technically, you scientifically, you have to be. Right? Yeah. Well. But yeah. Well, it's my mm-hmm. choice not to use some of that smartness. Mm-hmm. I like to use my smartness in jokes and being a smart aleck. But uh, yeah. So yeah, but no, I mean I've got some cool stuff going on. Not maybe I mean I've got I still I'm still playing music. I'm still out there. As a matter of fact, before I forget, I will be at uh, Pacific Yard House in Conroe on Friday, which is going to be an acoustic show, and it's free, not a nothing zilch. It's just show up. Free shows are are great. A lot of people support me when it's a free show, and uh, the um, and then Thursday I'm in Tomball for the open mic night again. So um, that's where I'll be this weekend before I forget. But anyway, so I have this. I have my woodworking business, which is going pretty decent. And then I have this new radio show. Gig. You've made so some incredible things with well, your thank woodworking. You. Thank you. Wow, that's you're 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 very artsy. Oh my god, artsy. you're yes. very artsy. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I'm a late bloomer. I've always been artsy. I, I like artsy better than artistic, because, mm-hmm. but I've. Um, 
but I grew up on a farm, and my dad, who's probably listening, I, I love you, Dad. My dad was, uh, he wanted me to work. He didn't want me being distracted by artsy things. And so uh, those things always had to take a really far back back burner. And then uh, later, but now in, later in, in life, you're in your 40s, so you get to decide that I for yourself. See, another do. benefit yeah. of being in your 40s. But in his defense, when I turned 18, he bought me a guitar. Uh, he succumbed to the <laughs> he succumbed to the pressures. But no, he he bought probably because he didn't want yeah. you mowing his yard anymore. Probably, he really yeah, wants you. Yeah, <laughs> we had dirt. We didn't even have grass. But <laughs> the uh, it was it was a, a guitar from a pawn shop. It was uh, it it was it got the job done and the juices flowing. And now. Look at look me. at you now. Look at me now. Look at you now. Couldn't have done it without the and first guitar. We did we did uh, one little brief uh, stage performance together down at the Redneck Country yes, Club. We did. Yes, we did. We did Amazing Grace together. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Grace. And you showed Grace. <laughs> <laughs> well, and for you guys have probably heard me talk about the Redneck Country Club quite a bit, um, but I had a, a lot of memories made there. But this was one of them too. But every night they close the show with Amazing Grace. Yes, I love that. And so uh, when you heard we were playing there, you asked if you could do it. And I was like, absolutely, because I still don't even have the words memorized. So uh, it was great. No, you did a great job. Did, the, did we play with you as a band, or did you do it more acapella? No, you played, we played yeah. together. We did, and we ended up doing together, and I did, uh, you, you did lead. Yes. And I, yeah. Oh, that's was, right. Yeah. Okay. It's been a long time. I've slept many times since then. Actually, the Redneck Country Club is opening up for us on a night that they're usually closed for our Wheelchairs for Warriors event on May 21st. Awesome. So come out because I'll be performing a song that I wrote called Still a Hero. Wrote that with a beautiful lady named Cynthia Dixon. Cynthia Ford Dixon. And, uh, yeah, that's May 21st at the Redneck Country Club. Awesome. Go, go, go help us get these very, very expensive titanium state-of-the-art wheelchairs for these guys. That's, that's really cool. Good yeah. job. That's one thing I like about that venue as well, too, is if you're a legit cause, with a, with, and especially if it's for veterans or if it's for uh, the military at all or first responders, if if they can, they will jump on board with you on that, and they uh, they're very supportive of that. So, but that's cool. Some titanium wheelchairs. Oh, huh? listen, and th- these things they start at fifty thousand dollars, because they you know if a person is well, they're they're all electronic. Okay. Yeah. And even if they're a quadriplegic, they are so advanced that they can move them with eye movement. So each one's pretty much custom made. Custom made. Yeah, you can't custom buy those made. things used. Ergonomically correct. Uh-huh. Their exact measurements are taken for them. Uh, you know how long it is from their hip bone to their right. to their, uh, you know, knee and all or these whatever, things. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. It's it's lots it's of different very for everybody. It's lots of very high yeah. tech uh, measurements that and high tech uh, a manufacturing that goes into awesome. these. So, so while I've got you here, if somebody out there has been looking for something like wheelchair, wheel, wheel, wheelchairs for warriors, mm-hmm. where do they find info on that? Well, the website is www.wheelchairs, just simply the word wheelchairs for F-O-R, warriors.com. For all my redneck buddies, that's not will, W-I-L-L. That's W-H-E-E-L, <laughs> chairs. Wheelchairsforwarriors.com. I've got, I've got some friends of mine that... Uh, they're awesome. They just, you know, sometimes you got to spell stuff out for That's them. That's all right. You know what? I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't Especially mind spelling in Texas. out. When I, help my, when I help my little boy with his spelling words, I have to be, I have to be careful. Like I say, uh, spell asleep. He's like, 
you I'm like no oh. <laughs> a sleep uh a sleep well it's a. still uh it's still a sleep <laughs> it's uh, the a is the yeah but, that, it's, but what it's cracks so me funny. up is siri oh, thinking yeah. that that every now and then and of course since i also do voiceovers mm-hmm. i don't have a really heavy accent right. but i guess when i'm just talking to siri and i'm just in a real relaxed you know, just trying to get a trying to get right. a text done. Just and trying to get an Uber yeah, because you drank too exactly, much. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And it comes up with, uh, 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 you know, I say uh, the other day I said something like uh, uh, my something, and it came out May, <laughs> May something. It was just not at all what I said. Where do we go from here? Do you think? Do you think? Because obviously we could have never pictured where we are technology wise today. So Siri. Alexa, and whatever Google's name is. It's just Google, right? Right. It's real creative. So where do our houses go from here? Like, do you think there's going to be, you know how you watch, like, Back to the Future, and you walk, and you're like, lights on. You know, we start off with the clapper, right? Right. But, <laughs> so are we going to just be like, I don't know, like, I'm trying not to get too dirty on this. So a dirty thought crossed my mind as I was going to talk about something generic. But anyway, so, like, you come home, and let's just say it's date night, you know, and you come home, and like, hey, Siri, like, Give me some Barry White. Yeah. Is your house just going to be like playing Barry White? And then like, boom, you got some purple light in the room and the fireplace you, comes on. I guess it could be like, you can program I, I, it. You can do that now, oh, actually. See, see, I'm in this little technologically unadvanced yeah. house. No wonder my, uh, never mind. Yeah. So. Um, you know what? You, you. I was trying to take that somewhere further and then I decided to back off. Yeah. But, but yeah. Because you're trying to keep it PG-13, right? Yeah, just yeah. PG-13. Uh, I'm, I am thinking about having another podcast, though, where it's just kind of like... Do whatever. whatever. Yeah. It's going to say explicit right there. Enter at your own ri- All right. risk. And well, you know, <laughs> I I don't even know what to follow that up you with. Because uh, <laughs> the reason I want to is my band and I are just kind of stupidly nuts with our humor and our jokes and our banter. And we've known each other forever. You know, the bass player is the new kid in the band. He's been with me for eight years. But... Before a show, it's just, it's juvenile. It, it, it's sophomore humor is maybe given a little too much credit. It's just juvenile. <laughs> Excuse you. Excuse me. So, uh, I did not cough into the, uh, no, into not your into, mic. Not into um, no, I'm, try, I'm keeping your mic germ free. That's awesome. You know. Um, but anyway, but our, our humor is just hilarious. And we're at the. To you? To, to the whole <laughs> band. Actually, people Sorry. will gather around and listen to us talk. Yeah. It's hilarious. In amazement? Yeah, in amazement. Yeah. Because I'm not the one talking. It's them. Okay. But the um, <laughs> the jokes. So we, we try to one-up each other on punchlines. You know, we'll, we'll give a typical joke, and then there'll be a punchline. And then somebody else will be like, oh, or it's this, or this. And then we just we go off on these random bunny trails. It's crazy. But it's, r- it's a lot of fun. And when we were at the RCC last week, getting ready to open for Corey Morrow, the uh, we were just in a rare form. And I was like, man, if I just had a microphone, this would be freaking gold it's just it's hilarious stuff so i'm gonna try to do that well part of that is probably excitement and nerves and maybe a couple cocktails and it's nerves well to me i don't care who it is i i think probably everybody has just a teeny teeny tiny bit of nerves going out on stage every time i don't have any nerves until i don't have any nerves i guess until everybody says okay josh let's go and it's usually it's I hope my guitar's in tune. I hope the microphone's really turned on. I don't but with the band that I have, I think we're all so comfortable with each other. We just I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe do everybody you, does have a little bit of nerves. Do, but do you have more nerves when you're on stage by yourself than you do when it's a group? I used to. When I have here's when I have nerves. If you invite me to karaoke night 
I will be the scaredest little baby you ever saw when I get on that stage. Why is that? Because I don't have my guitar. Oh. I'm not playing it in my key or my time. Oh, or okay. My, okay. You know, I, I can't change the feel of the song at a, on a whim. Right. By, ch- by playing the guitar a little right. bit different. Um, I'm completely vulnerable, and I'm completely at the mercy of whatever studio recorded their version of mm-hmm. this song. And you don't know if the harmony vocals are going to be right. You know, cause a lot of times the harmonies are kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just I'm completely out of my element. That's funny. So usually, since I'm already out of my element, I won't sing a country song at karaoke. <coughs> I can sing anything but. I'll sing Def Leppard. I'll sing Guns or, or Well, I'll do Guns N' Roses and Poison at my own show, but... Um, I'll, I'll do like a Motley Crue. Well, I do Motley Crue at my own show too. Um, Metallica maybe sometimes, uh-huh. or I'll just go out with like I like big butts. You yeah, know? and you can't but lie. Yeah, I can't lie. Well, yeah. who wants to lie about that? Right, I I, I don't want you to lie about no, that. That's yeah, a, that's a good thing. That's a that tell me the truth. Right, yeah. you know, like Taco Tuesday. I, Rich O'Toole, who everybody out there in the Texas music world knows, loves tacos and big butts. Mm-hmm. He talk, he tweets about them all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yesterday he he said why. Why does it have to be Taco Tuesday? I mean, tacos taste just as good on a Wednesday. Absolutely. And I think, and I tweeted him this, I said, tacos, like music, should never be in a metaphorical box. You should have them whenever you want, you know, and there's, that's deep too. That is deep. It's really deep. But, uh, but tacos, tacos or Whataburger, you had to choose which one. What are you taking? And you can't say breakfast tacos from Whataburger. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. You know it's what? I'm going. Uh, okay, I'm going with the water burger. Okay, because okay. I I don't really eat fast food, so that would be a real treat for me. Okay, having a water burger and a water burger is a good burger. It is especially. Yeah. Uh, and I want late. the onions. I want the onions. Yep. Uh-huh. Nope. If you don't want to kiss me after I've had the onions, that is completely you your can't choice. Be friends. <laughs> That's right. That's right. If you won't kiss right. me after I eat onions, we can't be friends. That's right. Well, you know, because I'm having the onions on my water burger. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's yeah. Not the a chopped onions. Without. Yeah, not you just don't onions. Grill them? You the don't chopped grill them? onions, huh? You don't want them grilled? You can't get them grilled at sure Whataburger. You can. you can get your onions grilled yeah, on a yes Whataburger? You can. What? Yes. Get out. Just tell him I want my onions grilled. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. It, that's not really a real Whataburger, though, sir. They should, don't you need water. to have that kind of stain? Can we have it, it our way, or is that Burger King? That's bur- that's oh. yeah. That's not even a that's not even actual beef. I don't oh, I don't think. <laughs> not that not, I don't love Burger King, because if they wanted to use one of my songs for a commercial, <laughs> yeah. I love them. I love they them. They can have a song like "Will It Ain't yeah. Really Beef," but you can eat it anyway. No, 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 no. The uh, the gr- the grilled onions are great. Man. Okay, I didn't know that. You got to get the grilled onions and some jalapenos. Oh, well, jalapenos, yeah. yeah. But well, to me... Have, in Texas, everything just should come standard with jalapenos, I think. To me, because a real Whataburger has got to have so many onions on it that it almost kind of stings. Okay. You know? Yeah. The, the it burns your eyes as you bite yeah, it. A little bit, yeah. All right. A little bit. So, okay, so here's the, the Texas question of the day. What a burger? What er burger? What do you water, go with? Water, water burger. Water... Oh, I'm... Oh, oh I'm water burger. You're a water, water burger. Water burger. Whataburger. I didn't realize it, but I do say what. I don't say water. Whataburger. Whataburger. Water. Yeah. Now, my real. If I'm just saying it, it's water. Oh, Whataburger. I'm such a Texan. Yeah. Hey, that's good though. You passed to right? the bone. Texan to the bone. Yep. Gotta be. All right. So I have this theory on tacos, though. You can tell how drunk somebody is by what tacos they say they are eating. All right. So if <clears throat> if they are at a Mexican restaurant, a Lupe tortilla, and they're eating tacos. 
No big deal. You know, it's happy hour. I can't wait to hear. I'm real. I'm literally on the edge of my seat. I cannot <laughs> wait to get to the end of this. You I mean, like not it? I mean, because I want to hear yeah. what, what, what. Okay, so, <laughs> so, and I may get it wrong, but I have a theory. So anyway, so so you know, you're at happy hour. You're eating tacos. No big deal. You're at Loop Fair, whatever. Next would be the <clears throat> Taco Bell, eleven o'clock. You left the bar a little early. Got other things going on. You're not completely wasted, but, you know, you've had a few. And, and of course, you wouldn't be driving either because you you're going to have driving. your Uber, you had your Uber or your designated over. driver exactly. go through. Exactly, exactly. Right. You're drunk enough you can't drive, but you're not wasted. Okay. And, and you, you want tacos, of course. He doesn't. Okay. And so you go to Taco Bell. Someone posts that they're eating jack-in-the-box tacos. It's 3 in the morning. They don't know where the hell they are, and they don't know how they're getting home. Yeah. But they know that they wanted tacos, and now they're eating jack-in-the-box tacos. So now that's your level of drunkenness on the taco scale. On which ta- on exactly yeah. where and your taco comes from. Right. The origin of your taco. The origin of your taco. The, tells that's the fuller taki- taco scale. You know. Oh, wait. No, no. There's another one. Okay. If you're eating at 5 a.m. at Whataburger breakfast tacos, uh-huh. then you haven't even been home yet. Well, but yeah. But you got to get some sustenance before you go to work because you just decided that you're not even going to sleep tonight. Right. Yeah. I, well. That's and bonus so th- points. That person is is probably so he's been out so long that now he's not even he's inebriated anymore right. he's, he's just tired. tired yeah he's just tired yeah. he needs something to get to work because the choice of a waterburger taco is is a way better choice exactly yeah so yeah. they're they've got their cognitive thinking skills back right 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 cognitive is my word of the i day. know i know i know can you spell that uh-uh. okay. yes of course i can all right well you can spell it later Cog. for me when we're not <laughs> when we're not <laughs> We're not on the air. Yes, exactly. It does not start with a K. I'll just help you out. I'll start you off on that. Uh Yep. No, I'm actually a decent speller. Uh, You can't tell by the way I talk. In fact, I'm decent at grammar, but you can't tell by the way I type. So, (laughs) or talk. (laughs) My my wife, when she went to junior high, or junior high, I have known her since high school, not junior high. Um, She went to junior college, and all her softball teammates would love when I would come up because I had gotten really behind and uh, I was homeschooled and I got really behind in my my grammar and English. So I had to spend a whole year just on grammar and English to catch up. And so I was kind of like really good at it for a while. And now I've gotten older and I've lost a lot of it. But um, So I'd go up to visit and they'd all bring me their papers. Will you edit this? Will you proofread this? Will you? Really? And I just like, I just put red ink all over the place and uh but yeah, they love me for it, and I I got them all good grades by editing their papers for them. So it's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I was the the unexpected nerd, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what you want to call that? Well, I um, I I can't relate to that because uh, I was really good at my my writing classes, so I didn't. I have would imagine else. with your field in marketing and promotions, that's probably a good skill to have. Yes, it was. It was very 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 good. Very good skill to have. Yes. So, um, real quick, a reminder, this show is every Wednesday, 1 to 3. If you get the TuneIn app, you can listen to, search for KTXF, The Real. And if you want to participate in our show, you can text us at 832-910-7359. You can go to Susan's Facebook page and my Facebook page, we have the number posted so that if you can't write it down right now, then that's fine. But if you're listening to the podcast version of this, um, you can text, but we won't know what the hell you're talking about because uh, most of the texts go to the same place as everybody else on KTXF. So 
if they're having a sports show and you're asking them about music, they probably won't know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Or if you're asking about a song we just played that might get really confusing. So um, make sure that you tune in live if you want to participate. Now, we're going to switch gears and go back to something that we were starting to talk about, and that is the project you're doing for the Battleship Texas. Yes. So let's play a little snippet of a song that you wrote for that effort, right? Sure. I think you're Introduce just going to play. This is our... This is basically our our uh, our raw mix right now. It has not been mixed, but uh, yes, we're gonna play the chorus on uh, "Walking Away from Heaven." Did it. And he was walking away from heaven to fight the fury of hell. Determined and bold, he knew deep in his soul he'd be back with the storm. So that was our um, that was our project. That's uh, just I guess we could say it's still in the works. Uh, we we filmed two days on the battleship last or week before last, and uh, basically what happened was the battleship Texas. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I, I was gonna do the cliche. What happened was <laughs> everybody does it now, so it's not as funny. Well, that's funny to you. That's no. good. There you <laughs> go. It's completely unexpected. I, I'm noticing that my drink is way emptier than your drink. Right, because, yeah. So um, the Battleship Texas uh, was looking to do an international PR campaign, and I was contacted by them to ask them if I would write a song for them for their campaign. And uh, obviously I was excited about that and we met, and uh, then I thought, you know, I already have something that might uh, be something that they would like. And I was just trying to get a feel for, for what, what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And I let them hear a song called Walking Away from Heaven, and they loved it. And so uh, I basically tweaked the lyrics to go with their, their, uh, their idea of what they want to do, their, their purpose there. Right, right. Uh, but basically the, the message of the song is the same. Mm-hmm. And the message of the song stayed that the sacrifices that our military make, the, the, those who serve, mm-hmm. um, those are always at the forefront. And the sacrifices that the family makes is also something to be acknowledged. It is, and it's something that... Uh, you want to say he's forgotten, but it's not. But you don't hear enough praise for the families and what they're having to go through. Because obviously the the sacrifice, if, if someone does the ultimate sacrifice and they die, their suffering part for that person is over, but their family lives with it forever. You know. Now, if you're wounded really badly, that's a totally different scenario. I mean, everybody's still suffering for a long time. But, but the, yeah, I think the family's definitely... Don't get 
the recognition for what they go through. It's the that's got to be just incredibly hard. I, I've lost loved ones, but not tragically like mm-hmm. that. You know, right? Not yeah, not not in such a way that's <coughs> right. Like them being in the military and losing it, uh, it, it while fighting or whatever. So uh, they, like I said, they 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 loved it, and uh, I uh, I was on a plane to Nashville, and um, I spent. Two hours, basically just asking for the right words mm-hmm. to to really tell this story fully. And uh, when that plane landed, I felt so good about it that as as soon as I had a connection, a, a phone connection, mm-hmm. I was texting Bruce Bramlett, who's mm-hmm. the executive director of the foundation, and. Uh, I still laugh at this because I was te- I was so excited. I said I said, uh, Bruce, I've been on a plane to Nashville, and for the last two hours, I've been uh, re- uh, redoing the lyrics to to uh, really fit your message with the ship, and I'm so excited. I can't wait for you to hear. And just this <laughs> text goes on and on and on about how excited I am, and it sounds like this this teenager, you know, <laughs> who just discovered I don't know some new something or other at the mall, and and. Um, <laughs> So I'm laughing to myself thinking, because I had just met him at the time. So so after after I hit send, I'm thinking, he is probably wondering what he has gotten himself into because <laughs> I just sent him this text that was so long. Yeah. But it turns out that he was really excited, that I was excited, and he couldn't wait to hear How it. How can you not? Yeah, when someone's really excited about something, then it's hard to not get on board. <laughs> I remember being a kid, and I'd... I'd finally come up with a good idea or, or something that I thought would maybe be a good chore so I could earn money, so I could buy this or get that. And I'd go and I'd give my mom my sales pitch. I'd be so excited. And my mom would always be like, if you go tell your dad exactly what you told me in the exact same way, I don't see how he could say no. And then I'd go and I'd be so nervous. I could never be like, hey, I had this cool idea. And I don't know, maybe you'll, maybe – Maybe I could do this, and you could pay me. And he was like, I don't think that's a good idea. You need to work on your pitch. Yeah, you need to work on your yeah. pitch. But I used it all up on <laughs> one person. Oh, that's mom, funny. You know? That's funny. So, but when you're when you are excited about something and you're 100 percent sold out to it, it's everybody wants to jump on board with that. They, how can they not? Well, and I, I felt so good about it because uh, I was just. You know, it was already almost there anyway, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So then I. Um, I let him hear it, and he loved it, and I went and sang for the board of directors, and they loved it, and they voted on it. Uh, the city of Laporte got involved. I went and sang for the mayor and the, <laughs> the city council of the city of Laporte, and uh, with no music, by the way. <laughs> and so uh, I'm explaining the storyboard. So we've got uh, Kyle Hutton uh, mm-hmm. doing the production on, okay. the, on the music video. Uh, cool. Real Content Solutions is his company. And... Um, yeah, so uh, basically the song is a um, uh, an officer saying goodbye to his family as he's shipping out for World War II. Okay. And the first day of the shoot was me singing the song as my myself, you know, okay. the artist, Susan yeah. Giacona. And then the next day, uh, I'm in all 1941 outfit, clothes, hair, makeup. Fun. I mean, just everything. <laughs> And then with my military uh, husband, we had a little boy, uh, he was seven, who played our, our little boy. He was in little suspenders and a little oh, beanie cap. Oh, he cool. was so cute. He did a great job. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so the two days of filming, it was a lot of work, 
but it was good. The weather held out. The Sweet. Everybody's everybody's tempers stayed uh, stayed stayed strong, and <laughs> and we had a lot of people taking pictures of us that were tourists on the ship. Didn't know what's going on. Didn't know what was going on, but but, but hey, here take we're pictures like we're they're saying bye to each other. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, so um, we, it's uh, going to be released uh, at the beginning of January. Okay. And uh, so we're all in the editing phase right now. Awesome. And it's a great way to make a living, man. I'm telling yeah. you. So. <laughs> Is it raising? Is is it going to be used to be raising money, or? Uh, it's it's a couple different purposes. I mean, they already have about three hundred thousand people come through the ship mm-hmm. uh, every year, and uh, so it's to raise uh, awareness for the tourism aspect, okay. and then to also raise awareness for the fact that the ship is in need of repairs. Again, and I remember as a kid, there's this big drive where you took your Coke cans and you had to. Like you bought the Coke can, then you donated the Coke can back, and they were, mm. and then our kids' minds were like, they're gonna take all these cans and just patch it. This is gonna look ugly. Oh, you know? that's like, what y'all thought. <laughs> yeah, oh, we that's had cute. no idea what they were because so we were just too young to get our mind around it. That's funny. So, well, it's in it's in uh, salt water, and so that salt water is brutal, and um, so uh, they're going to be raising awareness to uh, encourage the state of Texas to instead of spending money to scrap the ship, which right. would cost millions and millions and millions of dollars mm-hmm. to scrap it, why not take those same millions of dollars and put it with the funds of people who love the ship and who understand that it's a veteran's memorial and right. and all of this, put it together and and fix what needs to be fixed. Right. So it really only kind of makes sense to Yeah, me. with it being a memorial and, an, and, and, and part of our, our history... And, uh, and it's not just Texas history. Right. Now there were there were guys from all over the country on right. that ship. Exactly. Yeah. I think it, I I think that there, I can get behind that 100. percent There's a lot of things that people try to keep around that don't need to be around anymore, and it just costs dollars and more dollars than it makes sense to have around. Um, even if you fixed it once, it'd have to be fixed again. But the our military. Uh, tributes and our our memorials and all that is it's a different story like those things we need to keep them forever as as long as we can at least with regard to it being a nationwide memorial Mm -hmm. that ship i've learned so much because i've done all this research (laughs) all this research that i things i didn't know before i mean you learned about world war ii well and and i know ship i know all about (laughs) ship now this ship anyway so uh it left out of maine Mm -hmm. uh uh, in 1941, out of Maine okay. to enter into World War II. Wow. Yes. Yes. So um, it's a it's a nationwide memorial. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That happens to sit in Texas. Right. And be so named after Texas. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 So uh, I think I have been there. Uh, actually, you know what? I don't think I've been to actual. Battleship Texas. When I was a kid, you have not toured the ship. Listen, when I was a kid, it was getting remodeled and redone. So okay, we never went as a kid. Really? And then when we went down there, we'd go to the, unless it's in the same place. I don't think. No, it's not. So we would go to uh, the island that has the the submarine and has another ship there. But I don't think that's the Battleship Texas itself. I don't think I've ever actually seen. 
Okay. No, I suck as a okay. Well, you need to take your boys. I will. Well, Listen. my boys have been. Oh, they've so been. Oh, because they've they been on a school, school field trip. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So okay. I just kind of got robbed of that little era in time where I could have gone on. You know, where where I could have been forced to go. Okay. <laughs> oh, and you know, it's funny about the school thing. Uh, my uh, my middle boys' school is uh, they're doing a spring break trip where they're making several different stops, mm-hmm. and uh, so one one of their things is uh, they'll be gone for all almost all the spring break, but they're gonna tour the battleship and got a uh email about the whole trip that said your child this is mandatory you have to be this meeting for your child to go <laughs> so i'm wow. emailing the teacher going well speaking of the battleship because <laughs> it's about i the battleship texas has licensed my song and i'm on the ship for two days with a production crew and it's been planned for months and blah blah blah, blah, blah. Right. there's schedules involved and da, da, da. so that the irony of that was just kind of funny that it uh funny. it is kind of interesting but yeah, so my my kids, the little one hasn't seen it, but but uh, but the, the two older ones have, and um, they they will definitely. I want them to spend the night on the ship. I want them Ooh. to understand what it was like to sleep on a you know a two inch yeah, thick yeah. Uh, cot with walls that are only like as big as your body, if nothing else, and the hallways are. The hallways are are, are tiny, but it th- it was more of a group thing. There was there were oh, lots of people in okay. in one room. So did you know that there were twenty two films? Shot on that um, on that ship, really? including Pearl Harbor, okay. the movie Pearl Harbor. I w- when I did the private tour with uh, with uh, Candace, the mm-hmm. uh, the the um, the tour guide down there, and the uh, uh, Bruce Bramlett, the executive director, uh, they took us to all the places where the some of the famous movie scenes. And so oh, we were cool. we were in the in, uh, the infirmary where uh, Ben Affleck. You know, had one of his famous scenes, and the area where uh, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. did his thing with the guns and all this. So, so did the, did they do the actual scenes in the ship, or did they just kind of do the uh, the B roll on the ship and then do the actual scenes in studio with recreations? Or you know, I, you're asking me questions on that. I don't know, but I can tell you that a lot don't of the you. scenes were actually on the, the ship. ship. That's pretty cool. On the ship. That's pretty cool. Yes, yes. Oh, oh, I saw the cot, the cot, the cot, the cot. Um, uh, <laughs> it's from Boston there for a second. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so then uh, the cot where uh, uh, Walter Cronkite mm. slept because he was a young journalist yeah. covering the the, so he the was war embedded. Yeah. and and uh so he was uh, covering the war and he would s- he would get the the newsreel back and they would show those newsreels during the movies you know when wow. people went to the movies that's yeah. how they got the radio through the, the movie theater mm-hmm. or the radio right yeah so we were actually at the you know just cool. sitting there on the cot that Walter Cronkite slept on for that's a long time pretty crazy it is pretty crazy that's pretty it's crazy. a great feeling I think, um, well, I'm going to try to cue up some music here. I was going to try to do it on the fly, but I kept feeling rude turning my back on you. Uh, I'm going to play a song. Your hair looks fabulous in the back, by the way, yeah. underneath your cap there. Yes. Well, yes, I, I hadn't actually seen the back of your head all day long. I, but I know, and it's it's I got I got the good hair. You know, I don't like that little see, salt and pepper. Did you see coming the, on there? Uh, the phase I just went through, like the last year with my You're, long oh hair. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember, I saw you at a my, wedding. It got all the way to my shoulders. Uh, no, I saw you at a at a, a bat mitzvah. That's actually, right. At the that's bat right. mitzvah. Yes. Yeah, and it was uh, it was, but even then, it took another shoot six months later. But it finally got to kind of my shoulders. It yes, you had some long locks was, going on there for a while. There, and then I finally decided that uh, that I needed to go back to the short hair. I like you. I like the short hair on you. Most people do. That's why I went back to it. But uh, even including my wife. Now, my wife is a very supportive lady, and she 
Every time I asked her what her honest opinion was, she's like, I'm not getting involved in that. I'm not going to be the one to tell you to cut it. I'm not going to be to tell you the one to grow it because it's got to be you. Whatever you want, whatever you want. Aww. I don't want to be on record for being the one that made you do something with your hair you didn't want to do. So that's nice. See, I that's completely opposite of what I'd done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was completely, uh, completely ready for her to be to look at me and think I was attractive. So I, uh, I did what I had to do, and I, th- what I thought was right, and I was right. She likes it better short. So um, it was just weird because in high school I always had long hair. Oh, did you? When I was really little, I had long hair. Everybody thought my m- that I was a girl. And um, and then in high school I had a mullet for a while, but really? before the before the mullet though I had the headbanger hair mm-hmm. in the when I was sixteen, so it was shaved everywhere, kind of like how I started my hair growing it out, but it was shaved everywhere and this, the top was long. I think you should put the put post those on Facebook. I have posted some weird things on Facebook. Like there's a picture that I posted on Facebook when I was in sixth grade, and my sister wanted to paint me up like Kiss, mm-hmm. but she didn't have any black and white makeup, so she used purples and blues and grays. Ah. You're and the rainbow uh, kiss. It was. <laughs> 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 that sounds. Uh, there is are so many jokes go there. To, leave do it. Do not go to leave Urban it. Dictionary. Leave it. Do not go to ur- leave Urban it. Dictionary. I know. I don't even know if that's in the Urban Dictionary, but you're probably right. About I it. imagine it is. It's got too many keywords in it yeah. that that would make sense. Exactly. But uh, but anyway, so yeah, so I grew all my hair out and then I cut it and now I'm happy again. But uh, I don't know. I guess with w- women put their makeup on every day. Most women put at least some makeup on every day. So they're looking at themselves in the mirror. I really try not to wear, like, to come here to have to do my hair and put on makeup. I did this for you, Josh. I okay? appreciate that. I All right? appreciate that. All right. I did not shave my legs. I didn't shave my legs for you. <laughs> I didn't shave mine for you either. And I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but, um, you, okay, that was a reference to a song. Yes, I shaved my legs I for know. this. Okay. And um, uh, Cletus T. Judd had a parody called that I shaved my back for this. Oh, okay. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wish I could have that queued up. When you just yeah, I wish so. Right I wish there. so much. But in, in, a, in an effort to be... Um, uh, um, uh, spontaneous we don't so yeah uh, putting on makeup every day is kind of a pain um, so I don't do it I just I don't blame you I'm not uh, I, I don't do it every I don't, day like, I don't realize it's time for me to shave until I have to play a show and I, that's probably the only time I look in the mirror is the day I have a show mm-hmm. I just like eh, I don't I don't oh, I can't go that far I do actually Look in the mirror. Well, it looks you like know. you're freshly shaven on your face and today. I, and I, yes, it, except like maybe thing. like right there. So. Like, you know. All right, well, hey, I want to play some of my friend's music real quick. Oh, we do take it. A, take a break and reset. And when we come back, we're going to talk about your EP, right? You yeah, have an EP? And I then, do. I have one coming uh, out. We're going to discuss a few of the artists that have, you've gotten some cuts with, which is really cool. That's the Every Songwriter's cool. like, dream right there. I One day, i got to get some cuts, too. Let's Instead, do it. I keep cutting my own, though. <laughs> I see them. 
We are back. See, I turned the gain up in my microphone now, so I don't sound like a wuss. It's not not projecting good enough. Christopher, <laughs> Christopher, I hope I hope that's better for you, sir. <laughs> oh, nothing's better because I don't have the mic on at least on this app. Hopefully, hopefully it uh, hopefully it was working the whole time, but I don't know anymore with this software. But uh, it sounds good in my earphones. So we're back. I'm sitting here with Susan. And it's Giacona, because I always look at her name and it, I don't know why it's I so know, hard. I know you want to you want to make some crazy pronunciation out I of do. it. Well, I uh, I go by Fuller with my last name, but that's not my legal name. Really? Really? Are, do you, are you in the witness protection program? Yes. Or, um, yes. Are you um, sure you? I mean, do you people that I witness want to go into protection for ah. sure. Um, no, it's just uh, so my blood father has been out of the picture forever like since i was six weeks old he left um but my my stepdad who raised me since i was four he's fuller and so he never did the paperwork thing to make me adopt me and legally make me a fuller uh-huh. but i've always been a fuller right and so even in high school i have two pictures in the yearbook i have my legal name which i'm not gonna say on the air it's just you don't need to know it doesn't matter right. And then I have a Fuller. Mm-hmm. And it's the same picture, two different names. Mm-hmm. And then even when I try, tried to, my senior year, junior year, I think it was my junior year, I tried to transfer from one school to another school to do because the other school offered night classes. And I, I had a job, a full-time job already, and I wanted to go just do school at night and work my full-time job. And when I got my transcripts there, they were only half – of my transcript because even the transcripts were screwed up. Oh, so wow, um, that's luckily I that's, didn't have to go to college or that's anything. Kind of a pain. <laughs> it actually. is a pain. If I yeah. would, if I really wanted to go to college or something like that, it'd been a headache. Mm-hmm. And what but about your driver's license and all that? The driver's license is fine. That's no big deal. But the schools really were confused. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I mean, I'm um, I'm confused hearing the story. Yeah, actually, no I have kidding. like a G- <laughs> my GPA was like three squared or something. I don't know. It was <laughs> <laughs> it was it was weird. 
Um, I hear these jokes for the first time uh, as they come out of my mouth, yeah. too, folks. So we're uh, obviously we are not on a strict time thing, but I'm trying to teach myself to to adhere to my time slot here. Um, real quick, though, uh, we'll recap. Well, we don't really need to recap. You've been talking. We've been talking. Everybody's been here. So Susan has been my guest. Susan is a singer songwriter. She lives right here in the woodlands, but she does business everywhere. Apparently, she's uh, <laughs> she's in demand, and she's got a lot of things coming down the pipe. But she uh, one of those things is that or you have now already an EP, correct? Uh, it's in the works. In the works. Mm-hmm. She has an EP in the works. So that's where I'm trying to give it to you now. You can explain. All about this wonderful, wonderful achievement here. EPs are great, in my opinion, because they're short mm. and they don't cost as much. No. <laughs> I've released two full albums, and in hindsight, knowing what I know now about how people purchase music and consume music, I really wish I had done an EP mm. on the second one and had a lot more money for the marketing aspect of it. But uh, but yes, let's talk about the EP. Well, I'm, uh, I'm so excited about the fact that I've got so much that I feel like is... Um recordable record uh, ep worthy mm-hmm. that uh it's Recordable. hard to yes it's so it's hard to to decide right now so i'm gonna do this first one uh 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 be coming out say like in february and then another one at the end of the year uh on uh on uh, walking away from heaven mm-hmm. uh, i'm really excited about that because that's going to be on the ep and th- that's actually going to be like EP, it's gonna be EP plus. Okay. Because <laughs> that's just gonna be just, just a little extra there. Oh, yeah. and that song is actually gonna be on their. Uh, they're doing a a, um, uh, a CD down at the store at the the Battleship Texas the gift store. So that'll be oh, the that'll video be will be on their on yeah. their uh, in their gift store. And it'll also include uh, printable rare photos. Uh, that you can't get anywhere else. That, of you that dressed up in World War II gear, or uh, no, <laughs> a vintage photography uh, that is uh, printable because a lot oh, of history buffs, really cool. you know, like to have all that around their office. Yeah. So that's going to be for sale down there. But as far the song, then it's going to be on my own EP as well, and I'm excited because um, Michael uh, Brower, who mm-hmm. is a really incredible ten-time uh, Grammy-winning mixer, is uh, is mixing. Wow. Uh, uh, walking away from heaven so uh yeah so we'll be doing some other projects with him and i say we because i mean me and holly not the mouse in my pocket (laughs) and so uh yeah so that's all coming down the coming down the road and like i said i've got so many good things i've got you know some really really good co-writers uh you're gonna you gotta have one more so because you and i will now have to write something absolutely absolutely i have no doubt we could write something awesome are you with um Okay, are you with a publishing group, or are you still pretty much independent on your own? No, I'm 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 independent on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been writing with uh, Black Diamond Row Publishing. Okay, uh, Kevin Brandt. Uh, Kevin's got you know some yeah. incredible number ones to his name, right. so I'm really excited about writing with him. So I've been been working with uh, with Black Diamond Row, but okay. as far as having uh, a, a deal. publisher, right? Yes. So you can still write outside of that, and it doesn't belong to them. Correct. Yeah, that is right. Okay, that is Very right. Very cool. Yeah, that because th- I mean, you know, if I'm gonna have to, if I write with you and then they own it, I might as well just be on their label too. That's right, exactly. Things like that is exactly. what I, I, I yeah, I'm curious about. about. These I'm things, trying to think about yeah. an angle. How do I get in? Yeah. You know, yeah. The um, okay, so EP plus, it's got a good ring to it. Yeah, it's got a great ring to it. And I want to, while we're talking, um, l- let you drop a few more names. 
So you've gotten some g- cuts from other artists that are out there doing it. Uh, yeah, so Darren Morris. Yep. Uh, Darren has cut two of my songs. Like y'all heard uh, Where Will I Be and then mm-hmm. uh, That First I Love You. And then uh, Ella Knox. Ella is just a really incredible uh, pop artist uh, out in L.A. Okay, cool. Uh, Ella and I are writing together now, and then we wrote a song called uh, Broken Teddy Bear, <laughs> which is really personal. That makes me, I was going to say that makes you just like, that's a sad song. Yeah, it's a it's sad a pop premise. It's a pop song, but <laughs> but you don't you don't know right at first that 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 it's a sad song. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, remember that what was that uh, that that Pat Benatar song that was a sad song, uh, but you didn't know till till you really 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 listened to the words. Um, I don't know. You're gonna get me to yes, say something, yes, and yes, people okay. are gonna be like, "That ain't Pat Benatar." I know, I know, I know. Let's not even get the text, <laughs> the 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 rowdy text going. But I know. Uh, because but anyway. if people wanted to complain, they could text in to eight three two nine one zero seven three five nine. Right. So. But don't tell anybody. Right. So then, uh, yes. Yeah, so so uh, that's going to be on on her next EP, and then we're, we're working on some other things. Uh, Billy Lord is another artist that's uh, that's recording. A couple of my things, one of which I wrote with uh, Clay Mills. Uh, okay. Clay Clay has several uh, songs that Darius Rucker has cut, and awesome. just lots and lots and lots of hits to his name that that Clay has. And um, yes, so um, uh, Heather. Uh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I've drawn a blank. That's uh, okay. He- Heather and the Deacons. Heather and the Deacons. Heather and the okay. Deacons. Yes, yes. Heather uh, is cutting a song I wrote called. Uh, well, I don't want to tell you what it's called. Don't yeah, I'm but it's not, not out yet. Yeah, yeah, I'm not telling you what it's called. Yeah, don't tell yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just he- know, so so you're not strictly country. You're not strictly pop. Right. You're, that's you're, correct. You're. Would you consider yourself more a lyricist, and and then the music comes, or do you are you the do you hear the whole thing in your head and then you kind of design your song around what you hear in your head? Because I know a couple people that are just they're lyricists, they're poets, and they just the words come out, but they don't really, in their head, they don't hear a, the melody or anything like that. You know, it's funny because um, uh, it's never just lyrics alone. Mm-hmm. It's either lyrics and a melody that pop into my head or or something that's fully produced that I hear. I think, oh, well, that needs some words to it. So um, it's never just lyrics alone. Isn't that crazy how your brain, and I'm sure it's for anybody in the field that they're in, but isn't it crazy how your brain can hear an entire song that's not being played? It really is, actually. And isn't it crazy that you can take that and put it in somebody else's head? That's yes. the magic of music. I love that. Like I know. It really is. And when you're in that session and you're trying to explain to people what you hear in your head. Oh, man. Yeah. I use sound effects because I can't, I can't tell. I don't know music lingo, you know, so I'm not... I can't be like, no, it's a four four, and you got right. it. I'm just like, it goes. Do, 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 I know, do. I know. And then the electric goes, <laughs> bow, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, is that a dobro or a slide guitar? Right, I right, don't right. know. Use your imagination. Exactly, exactly. When, so when I write, I, I've tried. People have asked me many times, like, do you write the verses first, or do you write the music first and then write words on top of it? I've never done that. I don't. I've never like played my guitar and found a a riff or something like that and then I just like oh we gotta put words to that I've uh, never done that there's some songs out there you hear it and you just automatically know that the music had to come first you're just like oh, okay they're just looking for words but um, not not that it's a bad thing but I think most of the things I come I always come up with the hook first and then I build around it and so usually it's a hook and then a chorus and then I just try to now I know what the chorus is so I kind of know what the story is mm-hmm. the end of the story is right and then I just start filling in the blanks later. So 
I didn't realize I had a method or a way, but I started paying attention more when I start writing a song or what I come up with. And right. usually I get the hook and then I have to decide, okay, is this a hook to get out of a verse into a chorus or is this the hook of the chorus? And nine times out of 10, I'm pretty much coming up with the hook in the chorus. Right. Well, recently I had a situation where I wrote a song called um, Loving Me Into the Light. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably just end, it, end up calling it Into the Light. Um, I uh, I performed it on uh, a show called uh, The Country Network, actually. They're based in Dallas. They're in New York and they're in uh, Nashville, too. Um, did that a few weeks ago. And that was based on a poem by, uh, actually, she's uh, one of my mentors. Her name is uh, Dr. Beverly Robinson. Uh, just an incredible person. Uh, she's a poet. She's a pastor. Uh, uh, she's a mother. Uh, she's she's just just this really incredible human being. And um, so sh- uh, they're making a, a movie about mm-hmm. her. And sh- I had this. She had a poem that she wanted to do. She wanted to do something with it, but she didn't know if she wanted the poem to be a song. And I was explaining to her how you know a song isn't in the same format as right. a poem. So first I go through all of that. And she said, well, I want you to do whatever you want to do with it. She goes, you take it, you do whatever you want. So after I get to the down to the storyline, it ends up being a poem about a uh, woman who is in love with a man and she refuses to have any kind of a romantic relationship with him until he gets himself uh let's say, organized okay. and cleaned up okay. because he, he likes living the fast life gotcha. and she's not going to live the fast life. She's a, 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 a she's a proper young lady. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And um, so when she's when she's reading this poem to me and then I tell the story back to her, which is basically what I just told you, I said, let mm-hmm. me see if I understand this. Um, she said, that's it. Exactly. So I took the poem and I used that concept. But I, I use no words in the poem, right. and the song is called "Loving Me Into the Light." Okay, because that's basically he yeah. he got he got himself straightened out for her. Right. So she was the light, and she loved him enough to bring him into her light. Right. Oh, right. And then and then he ended up uh, uh, being on a on a on a spiritual path himself. Okay. And he ended up cleaning up. First, he was cleaning up for her, but then he realized that. You know, this was the life that he really wanted to live. Right. I got chill bumps it telling was, you. It was for him. Yes. Now. Yeah. Yes. 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 That's and, really cool. And uh, yeah, so I love the song, and um, I wrote that with uh, a girl named uh, Megan uh, Ashley. She mm-hmm. also goes by Megan Barker, and uh, uh, Lucy LeBlanc. Lucy's actually in Canada, and um, yeah, so I'm really excited about that one. That's on my EP. Okay. I, I'm so excited about that song. I could almost <laughs> sing it for you right now with no music, but I'm not going to. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. It's running through my head it right is now. what you do, yeah. <laughs> well, no, you know, it's funny because, um, and we brushed on it earlier about how we kind of have that constant inferiority complex. And, like, every time you, like, even when you record a song, you instantly go, oh, yeah, I should have done this way, that way. And so uh, I recorded, when I recorded my second album, the opportunity came pretty quickly. Like I had saved up my own money and I thought I was just going to go record an EP and then some other doors open. And I was like, Oh wow, I can actually do a whole album. I have a month to write eight songs. And I did. And in my opinion, they were really good songs. Probably like what I thought was my best songs. You know, they were a lot more, there was just a lot more to them than just, Hey, I'm at a bar drinking a beer. And, um, and so then I recorded that album and, 
and all that, and I'm proud of all the music on it. But now I'm sitting here with a handful of all these new songs. I'm like, holy crap, these are the best songs I ever wrote. And I th- maybe I'm wrong, but I've always heard if you ask a songwriter, and it's true if you ask me, if you ask a songwriter what their best song they ever wrote was, it's the last one. like th- Or their favorite song they ever wrote, it's the last one. And it's like, I don't know if it's true for every songwriter. Hmm. But for me, like every single time I write a song, at least for a brief moment, uh. you're like, because, you know, you, you they're part of you, right? Right, right. I think right when you're in it, like when you're in it and it's all, and, and you're giving birth to it. Yeah. Uh, I actually was going to use that analogy. No, I was going to use the analogy, but I just feel like, didn't feel like I had the equipment. Yeah, well, <laughs> and you don't. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, yeah, so so when, when it's all getting formed and, uh, and coming together, uh, yeah, I, I can see that, like right when yeah. you're in it. I think probably one of the most amazing feelings, and I, I the word amazing is so overused. It is. That's it really amazing is so that you think that. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it is totally overused. Yes, it okay, is. Okay, my pet peeve. It's one, I have a list. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, it's oh, an small, awesome. It's a, small, it's a small list, but I have some words that I mm-hmm. think that need to be really put back where they belong. Yeah. But awesome is hearing your song that went from your head to somebody else's uh, head and, they get and it. heart and they get it. Oh, and then and it comes it out and then it comes out in the, in the instrument mm-hmm. and then you go into the recording studio and it's coming out of the minds and the hands and the hearts of all this, this group of people right. and you're sitting there all forming it together and you're giving birth to this song baby together. Yeah. And that's amazing. It's, it's as close to creation as a human can get. Yes. I think. Well, as to I mean, you can get as, as to yeah. as the a hu- human. Well, because I mean, you know, creation is creating is making something out of nothing, right? And so a thought is as close to nothing. Oh, okay. As I'm sorry. I thought we were talking yeah. about specifically the whole childbirth no. thing. No, yeah, yes, no, 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 no. As no. far as a human, no, I'm beyond childbirth. I've dealt yeah. with the fact that I can't have kids. Okay. Um, <laughs> but just you know, it's 2017. <laughs> that may have changed now. It actually. may have. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I, that that opens a political worm. I don't want to get wormhole. I don't want to go into yet. So the um, oh, you threw me I'm off track. So sorry. You were so. Oh! Do I win? Uh, not, do no, I win? you don't win. Do I win you don't uh, win because because okay. I'm 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 fixing to be I'm coming back again. But um, but yes, in the studio giving birth to your yeah. song, baby, and you're all get in there together. But it's amazing yeah. where it first starts, right? And then, that's why and I was saying it's there. as close to creation as you can, as yeah. we as humans could probably get to because the thought is, is I mean a thought is a thing. Sort of, but it's uh, it's as close to nothing as we could ever have started with. Right. And uh, that's one thing I enjoy about the woodworking so much. It's very similar to my songwriting. Yes, you start with these raw materials. Right. It's you just, just have a, you just, just have a block of wood. A block of wood, or if you're really extreme, you start with the tree. Right. You fell the tree. You you cut the tree. You mill it. You do everything else, and then you have this idea in your head of what you want to build, and then you build it. And but the difference is, I can't put that piece of furniture. In your head. Because once I put my song in your head, it's in your head forever. Right. That's and right. If, even if you don't remember the whole thing, there's going to be something. If, it, if the song meant enough to you at one time to get in your head, it's always going to be with you no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so it's even it, it's as close to create. I think it's as close to creation as we can get as humans. But that's I, th- I think you're right. So that that's really I love, love, love that part. I love mm-hmm. co-producing. Um, so I guess for me right now, walking away from heaven is my little pet project right mm-hmm. now, you know, and, and, um, uh, well, Christopher said, I'll tell you what Christopher said, what Christopher, did Christopher say? say, Christopher said, 
in my honest opinion, I am H.O. That song will be a huge hit if the right people hear it. I can easily imagine uh, Marcus Luttrell getting behind it and being used in like a Lifetime movie. Awesome. Yeah. Thank so you, Christopher, for that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Very nice words from Christopher. He also said I sound more manly now that I turned my microphone oh, up. Oh, good. Oh, and, good. Uh, that's, that's a good thing. See, when you're by yourself, you have nothing to compare it to. It's just uh-huh. like it sounds good or it sounds like crap. You don't know. But it, if it's if it's better than crap, then it's good, right? Exactly, and that was <laughs> you know I say that every day that if you know if this day is better than yesterday, well, no, then oh. I I didn't want to say that word on the air. We're on the air. I can't oh. cuss on the air. No, I don't even know what you said. But no, today's been a lot more fun than talking to myself <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I'm so glad that I could help you with yes. that. <laughs> hey, uh, I love your your saying on the wall there. I keep looking at that. I, I love oh. this. I'm gonna go ahead steal and read it. it. Yeah, go ahead and it read says, it out loud. It says, I, "I'll do, I'll do it." Um, if music be the food of love, play on Shakespeare. Shakespeare. There you go. That's a pretty good saying. I like that one. I too. love it. Uh, did you see the one? That, this is a fullerism right here. Hold on. Go ahead, grab the tiger by the tail, see what happens. See, that's a fullerism right there. Okay. I've got you a know, few of them. I'll come up with a recent Susanism from last night. Okay. Oh my gosh, do you leave everything on the floor? <laughs> You've got to start picking up stuff. I just can't be picking up your stuff all the time. You've mm-hmm. got to pick up your own stuff every now and then. And you should pre-record that to play every single day. I know. Day. I know. That's how it is with my kids too. Because it's 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 constant. It's oh, constant. So it's that, the that same was the first conversation every, every day. single day. I, I don't understand. <laughs> And I tell them that, too, like my oldest one's turning 12 next month. I'm like, dude, for 12 years, I've had the same conversation with you every morning. You know, it, it, why do I have to keep doing this? Why do I have to tell you to throw that trash in the trash can? Why do I have to tell you to put your shoes by the front door? You know, it's just like, ah! I know, I know, That's but parenthood. you're right. I do need to just hit, uh, hit, Wouldn't it be great? hit play. Just, oh, get, that goes with your... voice recorder. Yes, yeah, so with your, your automated home system, yeah. in addition to playing the Barry White for date night, you can, just play you can also have the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, the mom... What would mom say? What would yeah. dad say? Yeah. Oh, and which, by the way, <laughs> and my, what would grandma say? My my uh, my thirteen year old's uh, uh, phone ring is uh, some little thing that goes unacceptable, unacceptable. <laughs> that's his ring. It's me calling that's me. That's awful. me. That's oh, that's, that's a ring for me. Isn't that terrible? That is really awful. I know it's oh hysterical, but see, I'm such a fun mom. I think that's so funny. So let's do a quick, um, just a quick rundown of, of final questions that that must be asked. Um, do you have a number one influence as a songwriter that you, that, that, and it's a hard question because people ask me and I can never come up with an answer because I kind of turned into a songwriter, but I didn't start writing songs because of songwriters. However, songwriters are the unsung heroes of the music world. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got plenty of people out there, especially on the major labels and the major, um, the national level, they're not songwriters. They're just performers. Right. And, um, they can sing well. They can play guitar well. Some of them. Some of them don't play guitar at all. So my dad always told me, son, you'll never make it in this world unless you can play guitar and write your own songs. Well, in Texas, that works great. But apparently you can make it if you don't write your own songs and if you don't play guitar. So I know it's kind of a loaded question, but either a songwriter that really now inspires you or always did or just a performer that just inspires you for music. Okay, so 
in the past year, I have gotten to know someone that was already a songwriting hero. And now that I know him and his wife, and I've seen him play all of the hits that he's written, I mean, he's he's my number one songwriting hero, and that's Dean Dillon. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So uh, to be in a uh, in a living room with Dean playing the songs that I loved my whole life, and and to hear though his words come from him. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love George Strait. I mm-hmm. love George Strait. But to hear Dean Dillon sing this, his song right. that George Strait recorded, I mean, there's there's magic in that to me. Right, right. I mean, we'll be, yeah. I mean, because that's, it's like telling a story third third party, right? Right. It's like, I mean, I could tell you a great story, and then you're going to go tell somebody that story, and you could try your best to invoke as much passion and as much um, personal attachment to that as you can, but it's still not my story my story is only my story so even even though you have king george singing your music and singing your songs and doing what he does it's still not from the from the dean dylan himself or from the person telling the story himself so uh hearing it in its raw format's great when i did that dripping spring songwriter festival i told you i got to play with that dude uh jason what's his name you know him yeah uh, you wrote with him. You I said. did. Uh, yeah, I got a I got a tune uh, with Jason. Uh, Jason uh, wrote uh, co-wrote dibs. Yep. And uh, where are you, Jason? Come on, Jason Duke. Jason Duke, you yeah. got it. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, Jason Duke wrote. Uh, he co-wrote uh, dibs, which is great. Uh, and it was cool. It could still dibs it. is a cal- uh, 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 Kelsey ballerini song. Ballerina. Ballerini. Ballerini. <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of it's even even him so. When I played that songwriter festival, most of them were performers as well. They're they're really good, and Jason was he was he just told the crowd, "He goes, look, I'm not a performer. I'm not a singer like the rest of these folks. Uh, I just I have my songs. I'll play them for you, and I'll try to make them to where you recognize them if you've heard them before and whatever. And so even even in that format, to hear dibs by itself, it's really cool. Yeah, and I think production takes over when it gets into the to the higher rankings of the of the music scene, but when you strip everything away and it's just the writer and their guitar, it, to me, maybe because I'm getting older, it's just the greatest thing. Mm-hmm. I, I love hearing it in its raw format. The headliner of that event was uh, Lori McKenna. Mm-hmm. And so she uh, she wrote the uh, Always Be Humble and Kind. Yes. And then she also wrote Girl Crush. Right. And so even hearing her versions of those songs um, stripped down without right. all the and whatever the fancy drum beats and all that good stuff was it's just really cool. I don't know. I just I like the oh, the raw. I love it. I love it. Uh, the raw uh, the raw stuff. It's really neat. So hopefully one day I'll be sitting on a stage somewhere and be like, oh yeah, man, so and so wrote you know cut this song and yeah they did all right. I mean you know it's just on number one for twenty four weeks. Well, know. the day is still young. It is. It's only. Three fifteen, and uh, you can still. I've got I got time to do stuff. My boy, do. my kid, don't get off the bus for thirty more minutes. But, um, but we are actually going to wrap this up for the day for us anyway. Um, for you guys anyway, I'm going to play a couple of songs off the air that Susan hadn't heard me that I wrote yet. But uh, we want to thank you for 
tuning in. Thank you, Josh, Susan. for yeah. asking me to come today. I'm glad. I you really, really, really had a good time. You, you were our very first guest, and you did well. I am going to. I hope that I set the bar high. I hope so. You know, yeah. for future. No, wait, we're, wait. We're did gonna, I? Yeah. yeah did I we're set gonna, the bar we're high? We're going to get or? a permanent bar in here. Yeah. Everybody has to walk under that bar when they sit okay. on the couch. All right. Know. All right. So We're going to have to name the couch at some point. Uh, I love so this couch. It's pretty. I mean, it's, it's very comfortable. It's in great shape. A it lot is. of history. Yeah. Maybe that's why you were so on fire today. It's just all Maybe that. So. All that. All that juju. Yeah. Coming out of there. That. But I, I appreciate you uh, asking me to come over. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to come back. And um, Christopher wants you to come back closer to your event, your okay. wheelchair for warriors event. Okay. And promote it one more time. At Absolutely, least. would love to. So, um, all right. Give everybody the rundown on where to find you. Uh, the www.susangiacona dot com and giacona is g-i-a-c-o-n-a and uh uh gosh uh, facebook is uh susan giacona music and uh instagram is uh susan giacona music and pinterest is susan <laughs> giacona music and uh twitter is susan giacona music man it's brilliant see mine, mine are all the same until you get the twitter and or no wait, they're not actually so I'm on Twitter as the Josh Fuller. Okay. So you're not mistaken. And then I'm right. on Instagram as Josh underscore Fuller. And then I'm on Facebook as Josh Fuller Band. Ah. And then I'm on YouTube as Josh Fuller P O T and that's a long story. So just okay. go just look for it. I uh I wanted to streamline everything and I didn't because it was just a hassle because I've just over the years, you know, you get kind of spread out and do different things. But starting with this show, hopefully if everything goes right and I push the right buttons. And so far, we're good. Um, you will now be able to listen to this as a podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. You don't have to go to just SoundCloud and download a new app and all that good stuff. And if you're listening to this now, you've probably already figured that out. So I don't know who my target audience is for this particular announcement, but share this with everybody. Let them know that they can listen live on Wednesdays, 1 to 3, using the TuneIn app. And searching for KTXF, the real, and, and that's R E E R E E L because it is a sports station, so it is the sports reel or the fishing reel. Um, I do talk about fishing quite a bit now because my boys are really into it hardcore, um, and and soon in the spring it'll be all about little league baseball because I have a little uh, kid who is a amazing little ball player. And his team is really, really good. They're a little select team. So, uh, But I guess we're going to get out of here. I am at the Pacific Yard House in Conroe, Texas on Friday. The – what would that be? The first, I guess. Yeah, on Friday the first. That's at 8.30 p.m. It's a free show. I'm in Tomball at the Empty Glass hosting open mic night. So if you have new songs that you want to come and play, I'm going to come see you. I'm going to um, come see you over there. Or if you just want to hear my stuff in its raw form – then come out and and do it. Got a lot of stuff. Got my woodworking. Got my Facebook. Uh, I mean my my music going. So go to joshfullerband.com and all that good stuff. I think I'm I'm run out of things to promote. Oh, we could talk a we long could. time. Well, yeah, but, we could, but, but I'm, we can't. We can't. <laughs> Don't get mad so. at us. So we're gonna call it a day today. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Tell your friends how much you love us and uh, make them tune in too. And we will talk to y'all next week. Thank, Thank you. you. down
outside the door Ain't a thing in there that they could take from me that I really need Well I Every time 